stages of the ongoing summer, it's felt comfortable to assign future outfield positions. It is no longer comfortable. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Pirates 11, Cardinals 1. I'm going to repeat that. 11 to 1. Pirates had 16 hits. Josh Palacios with a career-high five RBIs on a three-run homer that went over the seating section above the Clemente wall. Also a two-run double. Connor Joe, four hits. Three of those were doubles. Andy Rodriguez had three hits. A lot of things went really, really, really well, all except for just another tough, tough night. For Jack Sawinski. And I'm going to take all three of these names that I just mentioned. Oh, wait, and throw in a fourth. That being Henry Davis, who had been the everyday right fielder. He went on the 10-day IL with what the team called a hand injury. And he clarified in the clubhouse that it's a thumb injury. I asked him if it had been affecting his performance. Oh, man, did this kid want none of that. To his credit, he just went, I'm not going there. I didn't get the results that I want from myself that I expect from myself. Good for him. But if you take all of these guys and, and maybe throw Jiwan Bay into the mix as well, what you've still got is one mainstay in the outfield. You've got Brian Reynolds in left. That's it. There's no... Oh, how do I put this? Because you can't give up on Sawinski. He's got 40 home runs in 662 big league at-bats. Okay, that's like Willie Stargell stuff. And he's really young. And he did have an 847 OPS going into the All-Star break. So he was doing other stuff. He was walking. He was getting the occasional other kind of hit. But now, since then, in August, in 107 plate appearances, he's got 11 hits. 11. In this game, he achieved something remarkable, even within the context of this awful slump that he's in, by looking at all three strikes with the bases loaded in the first inning. I'm not sure I'd ever seen something like that. All three of the strikes were called. He just stood there with teammates all over the base paths. Struck out the next two times as well, at least those were swinging, then flied out twice at the end, which kind of felt uplifting. Joe's 31 years old. I don't know that anyone sees him necessarily as an outfielder or a first baseman. What he looks like is exactly what he's been, which is a wonderful spare part to have around. And I say that both on and off the field. His teammates really respect him. Bay hasn't had enough plate appearances, and especially now that he's coming off the injury, you just it, it still feels like you just don't know what you've got. And that leaves Palacios, who 
every once in a while, like maybe once every two, three weeks, will do something that makes you go, whoa, what's that? Kind of like last night. It wasn't just the home run, the double into the gap. He ends the game. The 27th out of the game was on a diving catch that he had no business getting to. Players said it. Derek Shelton said it. No one thought that was going to be a catch when the ball came off the bat. But he got there into left center, and he dived, and he ate grass. The left side of his head was still green when he got into the clubhouse. But before that, he had three hits in the entirety of August. So I asked him afterward, because this is somebody I feel like I've gotten to know in there a little bit. I asked him, where's the consistency? And does he see himself as someone who has the ability to become an everyday player in the majors? I believe so. I definitely believe so. And that's the standard that I set myself to. Unfortunately, it hasn't been as consistent as I wanted it to be recently, but um, we're working on it and getting in the cage. And that's the type of player that I believe I could be on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean, there it is. There it is. What do you take from it? You know, I once witnessed with my own two eyes, Kip Wells, for those of you who don't go back that far, that was a starting pitcher for the Pirates two decades ago, hit a baseball 460 plus feet up high off the green batter's eye beyond center field. So anything can happen in a small sample. Anything. But when you see it come from Palacios in these micro bursts, with my emphasis being on bursts, it makes you wonder how it just vanishes. So he told me that he and Andy Haynes have been working on some things in the cage, and I asked him to be specific about that. Uh, I've been working on just it's very simple, simple things, fundamentals, staying inside the baseball, picking out good pitches to hit and not rolling over. Uh, I think when I do that, I can drive the ball and I can elevate it and hit it pretty far. When I don't, it turns into ground, like ground balls and swing and misses. So just the everyday process working on that. Yeah, you think I'm going to turn this into some Haynes thing right now? I mean, I could. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Not today. They scored 11 runs last night. I covered it. I saw all 11. I believe that it happened. All I'm going to do today is just figuratively tip my cap and save the Haynes stuff for some other day. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. 
If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Rico who asks, Can we face the Cardinals pitching every night? Well, it wasn't all that long ago that facing the Cardinals pitching was a highly unattractive option for anyone to exercise, but it also couldn't be clearer from looking at these guys last night that they've still got a lineup. They've still got people who can hit, and my goodness, they've got people who can field. Now, there was the one error that was costly for St. Louis early on, but there was a play in foul territory or close to foul territory that Nolan Arenado made at third base that did not result in and out, but man, the athleticism, the, the grace, the throw across the diamond, it got there. It just didn't get there in time because, you know, sometimes physics get in the way. Tommy Edmond made a catch in center field, crashing against the fence to rob Alfonso Rivas. And, I mean, they've got people. They've certainly got position players. What they don't have is, well, you saw they had to put a kid on the hill. Drew Rom was his name, lefty, 23 years old, making his big league debut, and he got rocked. Happens. Eight runs, eight hits, didn't get to the, didn't get through the fourth inning. And tonight, Adam Wainwright is pitching, and he's not Adam Wainwright anymore. He'll still probably beat the Pirates because he's only beaten them 700 times. But they're not what they were, and it's almost entirely on that end. It's on the pitching end. Now, why would anyone care about this sort of stuff that I'm talking about? On a show called Daily Shot of Pirates, not Cardinals. Well, they've been not a thorn. They've been the thorn for the Pittsburgh franchise for such a long time. I don't know how many people are aware of this. But the Cardinals have finished ahead of the Pirates in the standings every single year since 1997. That's mind-blowing. There's no other comparable situation in baseball that's extended that long, that's active. In 97, of course, for those of you, again, who go back, that was the Freak Show team, the $9 million Kevin Polkovich team that nearly eked out the division title against the Astros. And in fact, that race went into the final weekend of the season. The Pirates finishing 79 and 83, and they had a chance to win the division. That's it. That's it. Ever since then, St. Louis has finished ahead. So if the Pirates finished fifth and the Cardinals finished fourth, they still finished ahead every single year. And I got to tell you, sitting in the press box last night, in the same row as my longtime friend Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch has been covering the Cardinals for as long as I've been covering the Pirates. And just kind of looking at him occasionally when the Pirates would just, you know, put another bunch of runs up 
and all the weirdness, and it is weird to see that team down in any capacity. Here's what I think, though. I think they're not going to be down for very long. There was a lot of sentiment in St. Louis to moving guys out and just blowing things up and do it all over and rebuild, 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 even though they don't do that sort of thing there. And they didn't. They didn't. They've kept their guys. They've got guys. I'll say it again. What they need to do is to go out and spend on some pitching. And unlike the Pirates, they'll do that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I'll be back at PNC Park tonight. And we'll have another one of these fine programs tomorrow. Tomorrow.